Hello, everybody, and welcome to the big show. It's our big uh, romance show, and it's called Strange Bedfellows. And we have a guest. We have a special guest. I'm Jack Shepard. I'm Tanner. And our guest is Cat Sebastian. Hi. Oddly human-like appearance. Yeah. Cat, <laughs> uh, last time we discussed your book, uh, Unmasked by the Marquess, we ha- I, w- I would say we had a 20-minute conversation about how Cat Sebastian sounds like what you would call a cat if there was already someone in your house whose name was Sebastian. <laughs> so it just yeah. to like clarify between, you know, a human, a potential human Sebastian and a cat Sebastian. But. It occurred to me today that you could, I guess you're, it looks like you're a dog person, but if you got a cat and named your cat, Cat Sebastian, then you could have conversations about, are you talking about Cat Sebastian or Cat Cat Sebastian? And endless potential. <laughs> Something to think about. It would be a pretty wild power move to name your cat <laughs> after your full name. But, yeah. Cat, you have s- selected a book for us today to read. Yes. I enjoyed it. Um, would you like to tell us what what the book is and, and sure. wh- why you chose it? Sure. Okay, so the book is The King's Man by Elizabeth Kingston, and it is a medieval set in the border between... Um, Wales and England during the time right after England has like very violently and aggressively colonized Wales. And so the two characters are Ranulph, who is basically the king's hired gun. He's the king's assassin. Um, And Gwynfleon, who is her mother is like a Welsh freedom fighter. And so she's been raised to at, the, at this period of time, there's like a lot of basically, you know, guerrilla warfare going on against the English. And so she's been, she's been raised to take part in that. And so she had, she basically is a knight where she's, she is very good at swords and knives and fighting and that kind of thing. And so Ranulf gets injured and winds up being found by Gwynflian and her men. And they um, think they're going to just bring him as a captive to the King of England in order to look less suspicious or something. And then yeah. plot ensues. Yeah, they, they both have a claim to uh, some estate. Cat, something you should know is I'm terrible with the names of places and characters when it's like a contemporary romance. Yeah. And they're like... Places I'm familiar with, and it's even worse when it's all like Welsh places and Welsh names. But they both have claim to this this big estate, uh, Gwenflin, because she was betrothed to the Lord, and um, Morrissey uh, because yep nailed he, it. <laughs> uh, he was a like a squire at the estate and killed he killed his daddy his his stepdaddy. It's got what um, it's a classic four act structure, um, which has been common, I think, since you know the poetics of Aristotle. This is just how you tell stories. It begins with what I call a, a Mortal Combat narrative. Sure, um, the sure, first sure. act, of course, is the Mortal Combat narrative, where um, a, a fighter, a great fighter, wakes up in a strange place, 
and has been yeah, brought, yeah, yeah. you know, um, it's standard Mortal Kombat stuff. Um, and he wakes up and he's kind of prisoner to Gwynelian. Did you, you said it really Gwynfalin. well, Gwynfalin. Okay. It's Gwynfalin. Like according to the audiobook narrator, which is uh, like my only source here, it's Gwynfalin. But like I read it with my eyes the first couple of times that I read it. And so like in my head, it's just like. Gwen, I you, yeah, Gwen. you said it very confidently, and then Tanner said it confidently, which made no sense to me. And then, of course, I remember <laughs> Tanner has also listened to the audio book. book. Yeah, um, this the second act of this classic. You you will know this stuff because you're a, a romance novelist. Kat. No, so I'm like I'm listening so, to this. Like, I'm this, not, is, this, is, this just, is actually all new to me. I'm like, okay, wait, now tell me what this like. This warrior wakes up. Like, I don't know about this. It's a Mortal Kombat oh, okay. narrative. So it's a tale as old as time. The yeah. Bard, I think, originally wrote about it um, <laughs> when he wrote. Uh, Mortal, Mortal Kombat, Kombat the video one. game. Mm-hmm. The Johnny Cage wakes <laughs> yeah. up in, in sort a, of the the like fighter verse, you yeah. know, where he needs to challenge all these uh, supreme fighters from every dimension. Yeah, and um, then you usually. How you, ma- sorry, sorry. How many? We should take a step back. Yeah. How many of the Mortal Kombat games have you played? Me? Yeah. Zero. Zero. It oh, took okay. me a minute to ping that this was a video game. Actually. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. How many of the uh, books, the novelizations of the games, have you read <laughs> or written? <laughs> None. You're going to be surprised. No, I didn't. I didn't know there were novelizations. Okay. It's really a journey of discovery for me. So you've just seen the films, then? Okay. <laughs> I didn't know there were films. Uh, there's a new one. It's great. I will look um, forward to it. Traditionally, you follow a uh, Mortal Kombat first act um, with a midnight run second okay. act. Sure. Um, that's, of course, the classic um, film with Robert De Niro and Charles Grodin, mm-hmm. where one of the guys is a bounty hunter and he or she has um, kidnapped um, somebody and is taking them back to the king or, you know, the mob boss in the case of Midnight Run. But right. there's a whole section. This was my favorite section of the book, which is kind of there. Like the, the the thing Tanner and I are learning about romance is is that they kind of have to be at odds with one another at first. Yeah, yeah. he's kidnapped, um, and it turns out that even though he's the like a Johnny Cage level fighter, yeah, um, the reason that he can't escape is so she. Yeah, well, she's sort of like a, a Sonya level fighter. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's to a kind better, of maintain yeah. the Mortal Kombat. Kind that's of another. I think that's we, we want to be on comfortable footing for because you said you wrote some of those novelizations, right, Cat, for Mortal Kombat. The Mortal Kombat. We wanna... oh, all of them. All yeah, of them. Okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we so check those out. In most romances, um, follow their second midnight run act with a Beauty and the Beast act, which is do, Princess they Alone do. in Sad Castle. Right, of course. <laughs> God, it's been so long since I took a Shakespeare class, you know. Like, yeah. I've been out of college for however many years. Um, and then so Gwenelian, I'm the one who can't pronounce it. I'm the one who's supposed to be able to pronounce it. Gwen? Gwen. Gwen there's, a little, there's a sneaky TH in there. Yeah, that's what always trips me up. Well, anyway, yeah. the princess. Um, You're from England. She marries him early, which is surprising. Well, I was surprised for a Rome. You yes. grew up next to Wales. Yeah. <laughs> It's. I'm keeping in the tradition of my countrymen not being able to pronounce anything Welsh, <laughs> but they get married, which is nice. They're kind yeah, of forced to, but it kind of seems like by this point they've they've grown to grudgingly respect one another, um, and also have uh, a passionate lovemaking with one another. Oh yeah, um, 
which can always help with that. But then they get married, and then she's lonely princess in the castle, like uh, Beauty and the Beast for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, we finish always. You always finish a romance novel with a taken act. Taken, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, where uh, the hit Qui Gon Jinn <laughs> uh, <laughs> film. Yes, where Qui Gon Jinn's daughter gets kidnapped, and he yes. has to hunt down. He has the, to use his particular set of skills to go and get Jedi back. powers. Yeah, yeah. And that's the we did the that's the whole book, right? I that's, think there, there you go. So. Yeah, there's something about herbs in there too, but that's the yeah. She's an herbalist too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what and what is that from? Yeah. <laughs> herbalist. Um, I think that's Friday, the the <laughs> Ice Cube film. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> Um, wow what a rich tapestry (laughs) (laughs) and that's how you weave together a book is that how you do it Kat when you write your romances we loved your one we read Unmasked by the Marquess we really enjoyed that one that was with Robin and um, what's it it's another guy it's another um, man Pembroke Lord Pembroke uh, Alistair Um, Mm -hmm. Alistair um, the boys in these books I think all need to learn to love themselves is a thing that I'm learning that is like a big, I mean, that's like, that seems to be a theme with all of romance, right? Where you have, a, oh, I have that same mug. Does it say T-Rex on it? Yeah. I'm sorry. You're totally going to have to edit that out. Yeah. We <laughs> have the same mug. Oh no, that's going to be, that's going to be, that's, that's going to be, be the highlight. promo that we'll release. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I love this mug. It's my number one tea mug. We had one and it broke. And so I had to order another one immediately. And now the old one has a plant in it because that's how beloved <laughs> it is. I'm the same. I can't throw it. It's broken, but yeah. <laughs> I can't throw them out. Um, I also have a mug that says changes on it, and I'm afraid of it. (laughs) Why are you afraid of it? Because it says changes on it, you know, like, (laughs) oh, you're afraid. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It's like a it's like a powerful thing to put your coffee in first thing in the morning. It's not what you really. God, you're so much like a a romance (laughs) uh, male hero. That's a a third act. That's a third act romance hero who's not afraid of change. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yes, romance heroes. Almost, and this is like there's some gender stuff happening here, right? Like romance heroes, like their journey often is like to to like learn to be okay with having feelings, like and to yeah. learn to be, you know, like and to learn to be okay with um with like to learn like some kind of self acceptance. Usually, the self acceptance involves not usually I'm um, often it in like a lot of like classic romance novels that self acceptance involves getting over your daddy issues you know yeah um and so we do see that like ranolf is like totally a like he comes from that tradition of romance heroes who are emotionally closed off but like usually there's going to be something to soften that you know usually there's going to be like i was saying on twitter like i was reading this again like from the point of view of someone now i've written my share of cranky heroes right Mm-hmm. So I'm right, reading this as someone thinking like, you know, what would I do with, with that kind of hero in my hands? And like, I immediately would give them like, um, maybe they have like a war wound from fighting Napoleon. You know what I mean? Like, or maybe yes. they have like a, maybe they have like a three-legged dog or like, <laughs> or whatever. Okay. Like there's going to be something like that. Right. But, but Ronald has nothing. Okay. He doesn't even like the dog. Okay. <laughs> yeah. like, he contemplates he kicking the dog. Like he is this close to kicking. He's like, I shouldn't kick the dog. And you yeah. know, he's thinking about it. Like the dog got away easy. And at the <laughs> end, he's like, I really hope that the dog comes to say hello. Right. And the dog comes over and he's like that annoying dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he grows a little bit. 
throughout the course yeah. of the novel. All but of his there's growth, still room. Yeah. <laughs> there's room for growth. And that's the other reason I really like this book is because at the end, neither of the characters has achieved like they're not at the place where they're going to go. They're not at the place where they need to go, but they're on the road. Like they were in a really bad, not okay place. And now they have the tools to get to be like, you can see like functionality is on the horizon, you know? Yeah. I like it when the male heroes of these books, uh, like have some issue, like some unresolved issue that like looms over them and like drives them wild and like makes them like, deeply depressed and suicidal and then you discover you discover like two-thirds of the way in what it is and i love it when it's something very low stakes like we just read (laughs) a scott in the dark uh by sarah mclean and it's like a big beefy scotsman and like he finally admits his thing and he's like oh the thing i'm so ashamed of is like beefy I'm, I did too much good sex <laughs> yeah, when, I was in, when I was in college, and now I have a reputation of being like, so good at sex. I love that book. And similarly, Morency is like, Morency's like, oh, I'm such a devil. What I did was kill a man who was a known monster. Domestic abuser, yeah. 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 <laughs> and I can't live with the shame of like freeing all these people from his <laughs> reign of terror. And like, and he wouldn't have that problem at all if he had told like, like one person. Okay, like if he had actually used his words to describe yeah. his feelings to one person, any one person, he could have picked them at random. Okay, and that one person would have been like, actually, that's okay. You know what I mean? Like, actually, you're allowed to kill him. It's too hard. It's too scary and hard. You can't be that vulnerable. You know? No, no, that's really important. And when he does tell someone, he tells Bentley on. She's like, yeah, actually, I think you're allowed to do that. You know? like, she's, she's like, like it's like, fine. <laughs> yeah, it's that actually okay. seems fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, he learns early on he's put in a very vulnerable position. Um, because he's like all wounded and she's it seems like she's going to be the healer she plays a lot of roles in this one she's a healer but she's also a fighter um she's an herbalist um she's yeah. got to do it all she's got to be the beauty and the beast in the castle later too so he has he like has to learn about vulnerability then he has to learn about commitment because they're doing the midnight run portion of the book right and he's able to escape but actually is now they're bound together because they're being chased by outlaws um and then he has the hardest test of all which is when your mother-in-law tries to betray and murder your best friend uh, and right. you have to mediate the conflict without kind of getting anyone too pissed off at you. Including the King of England. Yeah, including the King of England. And that's the hardest I've test never for a been man. in that position. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he pu- kind of pulls that off. I feel like that's growth. Because her, she's like, her mom is like constantly trying to persuade her to do a big rebellion against the king. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Her mom wants her to literally, her mom wants her to like literally straight up die okay like yeah. that is like, ever, like they like they both also the mom is the hero and then is the heroine in the next book okay uh, oh really like yeah really like, who does she I fall mean, in like, love with god is it the um, king of england that would be so good well hang on i've got a, i've got a hot segment for us that's related <laughs> to that it's a hot new segment um okay. so all these books ha- have sequels um, yeah. And my new uh, segment, and so Kat, since you, you've read it, you can maybe mediate this and uh, okay. arbitrate it, is let's guess what happens in the sequel. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've got a few guesses to start us off here. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a passage. You have found the chamber to your liking? I, she said, dipping her fingertips in the bowl of water presented by a servant. There are windows of polished amber. I have never seen their like. Amber is found on the shore here. 
He stopped himself from saying that there were many pretty bits of it about, said in ladies' baubles. So the, um, the kingdom of Morenci's estate is full of amber. I think they're setting us up for a um, Jurassic Park. It's Le Noir. <laughs> Yeah, that's it, actually. We're going to pull the DNA out of these dinosaurs, to quote that cartoon DNA. Yeah, and she's going to fall in love with a dinosaur? Uh, Well, I don't. You know, I don't know. She's going to command dinosaurs. Yes, in the big rebellion. I don't I feel like I took British history Mm -hmm. in high school, and I don't remember whales rising up with dinosaurs well you could take a little bit of liberty i think when you're doing a historical okay. romance i mean this is has a lot of, of disbelief a lot of like real historical facts i looked up a lot of stuff there's some really interesting stuff about the welsh legend that comes into this but i don't know maybe she does a dinosaur sequel i've got another suggestion here okay she could not say this is another passage she could not say what broke his look but in a blink it was gone replaced by a brief flash of revulsion for an instant she thought the pain had brought him to illness and she took a reflexive step forward but no he was not ill she knew that look the tiny curled misery that lived hidden in her belly recognized it oh alien 3 oh i was thinking quato from total recall oh that's good too yeah 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 but yeah. alien alien of some kind in Alien 3, Ripley has an alien baby growing it's, in her It's an Alien 3. And that's a sequel already, belly. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen Alien 3, Kat? Nope. Have you seen Total Recall? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so you've just read the novelizations of those two. I wrote those. That was your sound that I wrote those. <laughs> Um, yeah, I like I like those theories. I think she'll probably end up with someone like Mad Dog, though. I've got well, I've got one more, and then Kat, you can tell us how right I was. Uh, okay. Unless you have one, Tanner. Um, I just El- said mine. So Eleanor, that's um, mommy. What's her name's mom? Eleanor turned away from them, making her way out of the hall. Before she reached the door, she stopped and turned. I'll tell him, declare. Nay, Randolph answered. I have made a pretty bed for Clifford to lie in. The big red dog. Big red dog. Yeah. It's very topical at the moment. I think there's a new movie. Is there? Yeah. And there's a dog, as you pointed out, there's a dog in this one that is kind of a feature player. It's like whether Ranulf, the emo prince, is going to um, love the dog, and he kind of does by the end. What if it gets real big? And so it's you're like, saying they're making a movie of the sequel of The King's Man? <laughs> They're I mean, not it's even called starting Clifford. The... There's a new Clifford movie out, I think. Right. So it could be the sequel. Well, so what? Okay. Are we, how right were we close? Well, without spoiling it, um, yeah. there are no dinosaurs, <sighs> and there's no big red dog. It feels like okay. oh, so it's an alien sequel. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Let's there's been that. so many of those. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna. How do you say dinosaur in Welsh, Tanner? That's not something that anybody either knows or Welsh. could reasonably find out. In a Maybe they don't even have a word time. for it. Why would they? <laughs> right? Why would they, they prob- even have a word? They probably for it? find a lot of dinosaurs. You think so? Yeah. It's a uh, dinosaur. I was, I was going to maybe suggest like, <laughs> oh, maybe the like Maybe there were dinosaurs, but it was just they were just using the Welsh phrase for it, so it was hard to glean, but I'm very keen Cat for you to help us with a project that we have. I know you have a you have to leave at some point, so I want to get mm-hmm. this. We normally do this segment a little bit later in the episode, but as you know, um, romance novelists make millions upon millions of dollars from mm-hmm. every yeah. book that they write. As yep, I'm sure and we live know. in we live in palaces. <laughs> yep. 
I mean, you must. Romance podcasters do. So yeah. romance novelists must yes. make like exponentially mm-hmm. more. Um, each book brings in millions upon millions. Mm-hmm. And you, and no offense, but you, all you have to do is write one. We have to read right. one every week. Every, every week. week. It's a lot harder and we're making a lot less. Right. Um, it's a sad story. But we've we've figured out a workaround. And what we're doing is every time we read one of your novels, we we take from it what we can, what we can learn, and we're putting it back into our own romance novel so we can kind of uh, bring in some of those big bucks that you guys are raking in. And uh, it, yeah. the novel that we're working on is called... Love in the time of horses. Beautiful. I'm hoping that since we've got a real expert, Tanner and I have kind of been fumbling around in the dark a little bit, and we keep, I'm sure this will come as a surprise to you, we keep accidentally adding, I think, more sci-fi <laughs> and fantasy elements than is strictly necessary. Right. Um, so maybe you can help us course correct a little bit. Can, if I can give you the the sketch of the story we have so far, can you help us maybe hone it a little bit? I think one thing we we need is we haven't had our um, heroes meet yet. So a yeah. meet cute, if you can do a meet cute for us, or like figure out what it is that she doesn't like about him, or they don't, he doesn't like about her. I'll briefly sketch out the um, the story. I think as we have it. Mm-hmm. I think grounding it in history like this yeah. too, and kind of bringing in some of the Mortal Kombat yeah. stuff is going to be going to help a lot too. Really help, help yeah. Something something historical that can kind of give it like a real structure. Um, so yeah. in the in the time of horses, it's um, horses v vampires. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Um, and we've got. Oh, wait, our, are either of your characters horses or vampires? No, no. The horses <laughs> are kind of a, a a villain just in general. The horses. Do you think we should okay. have a horse character? Okay, I'm just going to say, like, if horses versus vampires is, like, a central conflict in your yeah. universe, okay, like, you've got to have a horse or a vampire as yeah, one of your main characters. It's, we've got a vampire as the gentleman. We sort of thought of it as, like, a larger conflict that we're, like, you know, like, it's like if you were on some far-flung world in Star Wars. I it's think, like, yeah, Tanner, I think I've heard of the Empire. But... We've got to listen to our expert here. And we, yeah, and you're, we're right, also, you're right. Also Why am I also got to listen to some classic writing advice, which is kill your darlings. You're going to hate this. Currently, right. our heroine, um, Lady Great Cleft, is a Gungan. Yeah. Um, uh, like Jar Jar Binks. It doesn't sound like a horse or a vampire. Let's have her be a horse's. That's going to be tough okay, for me. So, like, one of them is either a horse or a vampire. Go yeah. with a vampire, okay? Yeah. And then the okay. other one is ra- was, like, raised by horses, okay? okay. And has oh, wow. all of this, like, allegiance and loyalty. Like, the horses saved her, you know, right. or him, Freeze. whatever. She loves the horses. Okay. Yeah. And Good. so she's, like, working as a spy or something, okay? And so she has to go and get, like, some kind of plot device from the vampires. And... Uh, like, so you've got your conflict right there, and one of them can kidnap the other. He's a vampire. He's going to kidnap vampire. her. This there you is go. Good. She's got to get I think maybe device. she can She can stay a Gungan in this situation. Because, I really like, want her to be a Gungan. <laughs> 
Well, I think it helps her sort of like fly under the radar, you know? Like the vampires see that and they're like, surely she's not aligned with the horses. She's a Gungan. Because when I think of someone who flies under the radar, I'm definitely thinking of a Gungan. (laughs) (laughs) Such an understated character. That's something that we want to take from George Lucas too, is just the understatedness of Jar Jar Binks. Mm -hmm, You've really mm got to look to kind of see the depth to that character. Really subtle. Okay, I like this, and I saw you. I think I saw you did a tweet about this recently, where you just you put something in square brackets. Yeah, to, that's to what you fill do. in later. That's useful. Mm-hmm. So she's just got to get plot device. That's and I right. Think, yeah, she's got to go get plot device from the vampires. Mm-hmm. Let me run. I think this is our first line. We workshopped it, and then I forgot it. But I've tried to put it. Tell me if you think this is a good first line. I think it's iconic. Yeah, it is a truth universally acknowledged that a gungan in possession of a vial of horse blood must be in want of a vampire. That's, you know what? Do you think that works? Is it doing, trying to do too much? No, that's an instant classic. (laughs) Okay. So now we have a plot device too. It's, it's, what was it? Horse blood? Plot device. Plot device. We Mm -hmm. just call it that. It's a bomb. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) She's a demolitions expert. Yeah. We can't have her be too many things. She, but she's, right, right. she loves the horses. So this is, we've got horse v vampire. This is, mm-hmm. and then, so they meet what, and the meet cute is he kidnaps her, right? We're actually finally moving with this, Tanner. And we took all the alien stuff out. The grim we'll, space we'll, stuff. We'll, we'll sneak it back <laughs> gradually. <laughs> and we didn't take all the alien stuff out. She is a Gungan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. This I, is. I, I'm happy with that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. This is great. And we'll give you a co-writing credit on this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Please, please don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fine. Points on the back end, too. You're twisting our arms. <laughs> is there anything else about this novel that we have not... There's a lot. It's a... It's a uh, I love this one, I should say. It was fun. Yeah. It was really fun. Yeah, I love this book. This is like whenever I have to make a list of my my like top five or 10 historical romances, this goes on the list. And every time I read it, I like it more, you know, like it's, it's reading it as a pleasure. The prose is just like, you know, the writing is just lovely. The characterization is rich. It's one of my favorites. The whole series is fantastic. We really love Regency and this is a little like, this was uh, almost too far back. I was it was yeah. scary for me to go this far back in history because it's like you don't expect a romance novel to, like Regency is like yeah. so like it's so saturated as like a world where romance is thought to take place, but like this is like 12th century, right? It's like Yeah, there there used to be more romances, like more non-Regency historical romances. Um medievals used to be like a big thing, like Vikings and stuff. Oh, like right. like okay. big thing. Knights Templar, like big. Okay. And then at some point the all of history just like condensed to be like <laughs> Regency. Okay. And like maybe, maybe you can have like a little bit of late Victorian as a treat, but like really we're <laughs> talking like 1800 to 1825 is like all of it. Um but there used to be a lot more. And, and but this book isn't like most of the medievals that are even in existence. You know, it's just because you don't have like a lot of like fancy castles and banquets. And, you know, it's it's like a political book about freedom fighters at the end of the day. You know, yeah, it's kind of scrubby. They're all like just yes, kind of in is. camps and they're all dirty all the time. They are dirty. It is a very dirty book. Like, <laughs> Um, I think Dan Brown probably put a lot of stink on uh, <laughs> on Knights Templar, so people started shying away from it a little bit. But yeah, 
All right. This is a good time for us to take a little break, and you have to go take your child to the doctor, Kat. So Tanner and I are going are gonna to soldier on. Thank you guys so much for inviting me. I had a great time. Yeah, yeah thank you. Where, where can people find you? Oh, catsebastian.com or um, on Twitter and Instagram at Kat S. Writes. Um, and yeah, look, look for her Mortal Kombat novelizations mm-hmm. and yep. um, the alien stuff. And uh, <laughs> uh, we love your work and we're so grateful that you came on our show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much. Have a great day. And we're back, and we forgot to recap the book, didn't we? I mean, we did. We did it, uh, yes, but not we're the back. way we'd Thank like you, to Kat, do it. so much. She's uh, gone. She has gone. It's great. It was great to have you She's on the gone. podcast. Quick question. When you're she writing your books, me. how do you do school? <laughs> she did leave. You said you had it. kids. How do they do school? <laughs> She's gone. Oh, she's gone. Okay. She's gone. It's just us. I think, yeah, Kat, Kat, thank you so much for joining us. You did do uh, an admirable job. Uh, even even though we didn't ask you to, you did start to recap the book a little bit, but we should probably fill in some of the the details for yep. listeners, Jack. And I think I was going to put you on the, the spot. Big bad clock. Yep. I was going to put you on the spot when Kat was on, um, but I'm going to just do it now. You yep. claim to be such a hot shot. Do I? You claim to be such a hot shot. You're always showing off and always talking yourself up about how good you are at uh, any kind of English accent. No. So I would love you to no. take the next 90 seconds Absolutely to do not. your nope. best Middle English dialect. <laughs> nope. Uh, and recap this book. Absolutely not. Throw a little bit of a Welsh wang in there, too. I will not do that. And if you know any kind of Norman English. And I won't. Uh, I would love to get a little bit of that spice in there. They got too. a little so dialect. I'll go ahead and, I'll I go will ahead not. and set the 90 Why second timer here. Because you were really good at English accents. I'm not you doing say. that. You always claim to be really good at I English accents, including, I think, you have claimed that many times. Well, I'm not. You said, I can do any English accent. Yeah, I will. So I want to hear English. Middle English. No. Yes. No. I guess okay. you describe the book. Why? That doesn't seem fair. <laughs> <laughs> I always do it. I know, and I'm asking you to do it again in Middle English. I'll do it, but not imagine in how Imagine how disappointed our listeners are going to be. They'll be to fine. discover it, They'll to, get over that it. you've that you've gotten this challenge and yeah. you've I've, you've it's the, fled from it. It's like the a, call like rejected. Some kind of coward. It's the call rejected. Yeah, That's, you're gonna get you're gonna get trapped by the Nazgul back in uh, the Shire. <laughs> you're yeah, can you imagine by the Nazgul? Say the give me a put the timer on and I'll do it. Okay, ninety seconds, and pay attention to the timer this time. In five, four, three. Go. Sir Ranulf is an emo knight, and he, um, Sir Ranulf of Morency, and he um, doesn't want to go uh, to the king, uh, who is his friend, because the king, well, this comes out later, but the king is kind of using him as like an assassin, because uh, he's like such a good fighter. And he killed his own stepdaddy. Uh, his stepdaddy was a mean, mean man, but the stepdaddy did love Ranulf, so it's causing him a lot of. Um, of angst um, but he killed his stepdaddy it was a service to the king and also a service to everyone who knew his stepdaddy anyway he tries in trying to escape from the king he wanders into foreign territory wanders into Wales and gets captured by uh, Gwynelian and um, her Gwen- friends and um, they uh, take 
kidnap him and take him back to the king, uh, during which time he learns that she's not just a pretty lady, she's also a damn good fighter and the only, only fighter in the realm who could potentially best him, and she does best him. Uh, they go to the king, and the king is like, hey, seconds. guess what? I'm going to get you two married, and it's going to resolve a lot of like political issues for me. And so they get married, even though they... Uh, Profess not to like each other, but clearly they do. Uh, but then she's lonely in his castle, and her mom comes, and she, her mom is like, hey, why don't you come back to Wales with me and start a rebellion against the king? And she's like, that would suck, because it would put my husband, who I love, in trouble. But she goes anyway, and then he g- comes and rescues her and brings her home and uh, uh, pr- persuades the mom not to do a big rebellion. And uh, they do beep, love beep, each beep, other. And beep, that's beep, the beep, end. And beep, there's beep, a dog. And you're out of time. Wow, Jack. <clears throat> I feel like I learn... Yeah, I'm always learning. You know, I from learn me. something new every day from you. Yeah. From you, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. just from the world around me. I, <laughs> I guess I had a preconceived notion that I suppose was wrong. Yeah, of what Middle English sounded like. <laughs> yeah, I sort of assumed it was going to be a lot more like impenetrable, it but like it sounds American. so much like modern American yeah, English. That's what people don't realize. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Uh Gwen Gwenthleon. Yeah. Gwenthleon. 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 She's named uh, after a famous mad dog. There's a fam- the Gwenthleon is the is a, the real Welsh Bodicea. And don't come after me. I know a lot of people say Boudica. Boudica. But it's also you can say Bodicea. So yeah. don't come at, come at me again. It's like an aluminium aluminum thing <laughs> yeah exactly but she's the welsh bodicea basically she did a uh she did a big rebellion and uh she's com- real yeah and it, well she's mentioned in this novel as like a heroine uh, as like yeah. someone for our her namesake to look up to but she did a right. big welsh rebellion and um it totally failed and she was beheaded yeah, how'd and, that go but it was inspiring to the other welsh folks and so they uh were inspired to do a bunch of also quite badly failed rebellions <laughs> 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 well they did their best yeah you know it's all a um, little bit sad yeah good book it was yeah. uh very historical very historical yeah i learned so much about the 12th century yeah and there's lots of mortal combat in it isn't there lots of mortal combat they're doing a, a big fight all the time and at one point he's so sad. she's so tough she's so tough man we she didn't kicks describe his ass. it well enough but she's so tough she can kick anyone's ass she kicks his ass twice yeah it rules. At one point, they do a big sex scene. And they do a big sex, he, yeah. Uh, he initiates it by grabbing her chainmail yeah, shirt yeah. and pulling her towards him. Yeah. It's like, wow, that's... Okay. How All often right. has that happened? Yeah. Yeah. In the 12th century, it was probably fairly common. I guess you're probably right. And I, I think a lot of like TikTokers are doing like cosplay these days. <laughs> yeah. All like fucking in chainmail. It happens every fucking day. Yeah. Uh, but it was good. It was well described. And um, yeah, and they do big fights all the time. And she has to choose whether she wants to be a fighter or a lover. Yeah, but she's not good at being a lover. And that's her main conflict is once yeah. she does, is forced to settle down by King Edward. Edward? Yeah. No. King Ed- it's King Edward, yeah. Who's the king? King Edward. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, she and, um, I want to say Morrissey, but I know it's not right. It's Morency. Morency. It's Sir Randolph, the emo knight of Morency. Uh, Sir Ra- Randolph. Yeah. Uh, both Ga- have. It's Gandalf Morrissey, is his name. Gandalf. It's Sir Gandalf Morrissey <laughs> has an equal claim to the throne. Yeah. As as she does. Yeah. To the, the Morrissey estate. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, and I, I suppose their entire back catalog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good, good Morrissey jokes. Um, and yeah, he's he's super emo. He's so sad because he killed his daddy, but also just because he's it's just a, it's a bummer to be him. Just generally. Yeah. Um, can we do burns? Yeah, sure. It's a segment we have where we do burns, and uh, it's called our. <gasps> <gasps> Yeah. Um, I'll do mine. Yeah, sure. If that's okay. Yeah, please. Uh, she's a she's a bit of an herbalist, as we discussed when we yeah, were talking. Yeah, it's very four twenty friendly. This one. It, yeah, <laughs> it's a four twenty friendly book. She's a, she's a uh, she's got a lot of different facets to yeah. her. She's a tough uh, warrior s. Uh, yeah. She's a Mortal Kombat like dimensional yeah. fighter. Mm-hmm. She is a lover of men, mm-hmm. specifically. Gandalf Morrissey, mm-hmm. and she is an herbalist. She knows how to yep. heal people, and then, in fact, that's how we're introduced to her character. Is she um, she finds uh, Gandalf Morrissey kind of in a fevered frenzy because her friend hit, the, hit him with a big moors stick. I think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and she heals him. She she nurses him back to life, even yep. though all her men want to kill him because yep. he's a uh, enemy English of the bastard. State. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but so, so she's got some training as an herbalist. Morrissey shrugged. He did seem weary. Now that she took the time to look at him, your headaches, she says. He turned fully to face her. Aye, he said with impatience. Then was that sullen curve to his mouth, the one he had worn for nearly all their journey. She thought of her men, of desultory days in far-flung woods when tempers threatened to burst. We shall send to the kitchen for a chicken. This was met with a lift of his brow. Chicken? Chicken? Is a cure well known to tie a chicken to the crown of your head, to wherever it may ache, to fix the anus upon the afflicted place? (laughs) She held her face very still, but his expression was such a perfect stew of confusion, feigned courtesy, and growing disgust that she could not stop her mouth from quivering with mirth. He let out an incredulous laugh. So she tried to convince him to put a a chicken's butt on his forehead to cure his headache. And that's a good burn. I wish they had done it. <laughs> yeah, and then she could have she could have called him like chicken butt head, like anus head. Yeah, yeah that would have ruled. That was huge Lord anus head. Huge missed opportunity by Elizabeth Kingston, whose name I'm not sure we've said yet. Who wrote this one? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, do you have a burn? Yeah, I got a burn. It's also when she's doing trying to heal him early on. Um, mm. he, he finally comes. The fever has broken. Heal me, daddy. Yeah. Heal me, mommy. Heal me, mommy. He says, yeah. "You're awake. I awake and sore in need of ale." Gandalf Morrissey said, hopefully. "God grant you peace. Do you have some to share?" "No ale," came the reply. "Well then, wine? No wine. No drink, and a pounding that would split his skull." I'm arrived. Hey, uh, in- <laughs> okay. Wow! Thank you. Skull splitting pounding. Sign me up. I'll have what he's having. Okay. Are you done? Mm, yes okay i am arrived in hell at last gandalf turned his face away from the door too much light would kill him faster than the lack of ale not hell came the reply wales he snorted 
It needs a Welshman to find the difference. <laughs> yeah. And it's a burn on Wales. I resisted a lot of the Welsh burns because yeah. I don't know if that's like culturally insensitive or not. But I guess you're an Englishman. You're allowed to do it because you're, you know, they're. Uh, it's in my blood. Centuries long oppressor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's, it's super okay for me to do it. Yes. <laughs> it's called punching down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get in trouble for that. No. <laughs> I'm just reading the burn in the book. <laughs> yeah i love the welsh yeah 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 that's uh, those are the burns yeah it wasn't a very burn heavy book there i mean it was silly there was silly parts but it's all yeah. couched in the fact that it's you know whatever 1280 yeah so it's not like they had a lot of good humor back then they were all just struggling to survive yeah it was there wasn't a lot to laugh about like they're they're in their like probably in their 20s and they've probably only got like five to ten more years to live <laughs> yeah yeah but, but according to the time. actuarial tables you know so it's yeah. like there's not a lot like you could occasionally you could trick someone into putting a chicken's butt on their on their forehead and right. that's that's what passes for like a good piece of comedy for the but year. back then that's gonna shave that's actually gonna shave years off your life yeah <laughs> yeah uh, you know, there's no hygiene, so yeah, putting a yeah. chicken butt on your head, you're just sort of spraying yeah. germs around. Yeah, it's usually not worth it for for the joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, should we um should we do our um our hit segment that's called Two Prude Dudes? We should. Yeah. Um, I should introduce a segment before that. Okay. To just kind of describe where I was and and what my frame of mind oh, yes. was. Of course, I'd forgotten as I one. entered this. Yeah. Steamy sex scene. That remind we're about me, to remind me what we call this. This is a segment where Tanner specifically describes what he personally was doing when the uh, sexy part happened. Yes, in his Jack, audio as you know, book. I um I I am a man who lives with many struggles. I have dyslexia. Yeah. I have ADHD. Yeah. I I have trouble. I'm a slow reader, mm-hmm. and I I do like to listen to the uh, these audiobooks. Plus. Kat told me that the voice actor for this one is especially good, and he yep. was. Yeah. He was really great. So I was excited to listen to the audiobook for this one. But I do listen to these books on audio tape, and because of that, I often find myself in interesting situations mm-hmm. uh, where one of these steamy sex scenes will come on, and I like to catalog those moments in a segment I call... Welcome to my red room. Welcome to my red room. Yes. And my red room this week, Jack, mm-hmm. uh, was I crashed my car a couple months ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my sister-in-law agreed to let me borrow her car. Mm-hmm. And the maintenance light came on as we were borrowing it, so I took it to the Valvoline. Okay. To get an oil change. <laughs> and... Pulled into the oil change bay, had my window <laughs> all the way down as he was asking me questions about the car yeah. and what kind of like synthetic oil I wanted to get. And he said, go ahead and turn on the car and let me uh, and read off the mileage to me. And I did that, and it was right in the middle of this incredibly intense sex scene. And I apologized profusely. I was like, oh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Wow, radio's getting so weird these days, huh? And quickly turned it down. Drive time, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, this is one of my the driveway moments, you know? <laughs> Don't want to get out of the car. i got to finish this one off. Uh, so that's my red room this yeah. week was the Valvoline oil the Valvoline change bay. Guy. 
Wow. Uh, so let's let's get into some of the steamy stuff that these oil change technicians heard. Yeah, but we're going to clean it up. It's a segment we like to call Two Prude Dudes. And, Two um, Prude Dudes. It's, um, you know, a lot of people listen to this podcast at the dinner table with their families. And so we're going to sure. take the sex scene and we're going to sanitize it and clean it up so you can listen to it. Um, without worrying about uh, anyone's sensitive ears, um, and yep. you know, we liked we liked reading the sex scene. It's very sexy, but you know, some people might want to um, hear a version of it that's um, a little bit PG. Yeah. Um, so should we just get going here? I've kind of I've captured the um, the naughtiest one. Yeah, please. Okay. Um, all right, folks, gather the family around the dinner table. Uh, lay mm-hmm. the table. Um, Bring grandma and grandpa in. Yep. This is going to be absolutely fine and not maybe your local um, yeah. maybe your your uh, your pastor yeah pastors well, well, invite very your pastor over for yeah. dinner mm-hmm. um, and then just put this on and yeah. everyone can have a nice family friendly time yeah um, okay he was everywhere at once sounds okay. kind of like Neo in the Matrix at the end when he's like everywhere in the Matrix oh where he's like dodging all those bullets yeah. Yeah. Um, hands rucking up her shift. What does that mean? I don't know, but it sounds shift pretty key? naughty. Oh, maybe he's a computer technician. He's rucking up her shift. I don't know what rucking means. I guess. Um, and I won't look it up. Yeah. So you want to just keep that? I think maybe she's like a. Um, what do you call them? Like a like a. They're like manual keyboards, you know. Enthusiasts. Oh, okay. Like a typewriter? No, no, no. Mechanical. Mechanical keyboards. You know, it's okay. like big clicky key keyboards. Yeah, yeah. That have like, me- like you can totally customize them, get different keycaps, different membranes, all that kind of stuff. Like people, that's a huge like hobbyist market. Okay. So let's just say hands on. So she's a mechanical. Unsticking They're both like mechanical key. keyboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so he was everywhere. He was, he was installing some, some red key clicker membranes. Okay. On her mechanical keyboard. Perfect. Okay. So he's everywhere at once, hands unsticking her shift key. Yeah. Tangling her hair, and we'll just have that be uh, installing some red key clicker membranes. Yeah. Um, his mouth hot on her throat as she strained toward him eager. Okay. That doesn't really work with what we've been saying, does it? Not really. Um, his mouth... His mouth. I feel like I don't use... I, I have a manual keyboard. I feel like I don't use my mouth often on it. His mouse... Mouse, yes, of course. Yes, his mouth um, uh, hot mouse. On, on the mouse pad. Mouse hot on the mouse pad, yep, perfect. Um, as he strained uh, to connect it via USB. Bluetooth. Oh, by, or by, US... by Bluetooth, yeah, that's great. Bluetooth, that's going to be harder to connect. Um, his body hard against hers, legs tangled as she found the smooth skin of his back, muscle curving. The furrow of his spine that her hands followed down to the swell of his buttocks. We absolutely cannot have... We can't use almost any of that. <laughs> right. Um, um, his... His rig, his... 84 uh, key... Great. Gaming layout. Yes! What's it? And what's the next sentence? Hard against hers. Legs tangled as she found the smooth skin of his back. His 84 key gaming layout. Glowing with RGB light yes. against her face. Okay, great. Uh, muscle curving the furrow of his spine that her hands followed down to the swell of his buttocks. Ga- uh, N key rollover. Great. 
Uh, one more time, say the passage. Uh, she found the smooth skin of his back, muscle curving the furrow of his spine that her hands followed down to the swell of his buttocks. And I'm sorry that I've said buttocks now at least four times and now the fifth time. So the N key rollover allowing yeah. for any number of key presses. Yes. A, a swelling number of key presses a swelling against number, his, yes. his LED backlit keyboard yes okay great so this is really like fanfic for mechanical keyboards. mechanical keyboard enthusiasts i mean it doesn't even sound like fanfic it sounds more like just like a promotional video i mean it might be i don't know yeah uh, i enjoy mine i have one i enjoy it okay i encourage anyone if you're if you're a fan of like really cl- clicky keys yeah uh, i encourage you to get a great. mechanical keyboard his hissing intake of breath as he pulled her hands off of his uh keyboard I would say clicky. His clicky pushing of keys. Yes. As he pulled her hands. Something that just occurred to me. Of most of the rest of the book takes place in 1280. Yeah. Uh, do Are we concerned that they may or may not have had mechanical keyboards in 1280? I am concerned about that now. I'm also slightly concerned it may be too late for us to go back. Okay. I think we'll probably just have to assume they did. Yeah. Right? I think we'll assume that they had mechanical keyboards in 1280. Yeah. I mean, like, the, it, the, it's, the thing about mechanical keyboards is it's sort of like a return to, to form. It's like yeah. we had all it's these like, big clicky keys, and yeah. then we, like, decided that it was, like, t- too cumbersome. So we, like, stripped down to these, like, little weird rubber membranes that are so unsatisfying. And now yeah. it's like, no, wait. No, we want The way we, we used like to it. do it in clicky. 1280 was so good. Yeah. Okay, that seems fine. Okay. Let's see. Uh, so his clicky pushing of the keys as he pulled her hands off of him, off of his keyboard, and up, uh, pinned them at her shoulders while he forced her to type slow. Okay, that seems fine. That's what uh, it says? Uh-huh. I mean, okay. you know, I've made a few tweaks. Like oh, uh, you, were, you were editing as you went. Okay, that's fine. Um, her breath came hard. Her body restlessly moving against his. Keyboard. But he took time to touch her everywhere. To touch her keyboard everywhere. Yeah, her breath came hard, her hands restlessly moving against his uh, rig, and she took time uh, to touch it everywhere. Just typing all the damn keys. His rig, yeah. Well, it's that that end key rollover, you know? It's like, you can hit as many keys as you want to or need to, so it really promotes, like, a lot of very fast touch typing. Yeah. Um, His hands and mouth uh, trailed over the keyboard, discovering uh, clickiness... And I think you're supposed to use your mouth. Well, these are like huge enthusiasts, right? It's mechanical, so I think you. I suppose you probably could. Discovering not do any harm to it. They're hardy. Clickiness and keys that had always hidden beneath um, that are always hidden on a boring old MacBook, MacBook Air keyboard right. or whatever Dell. Dude, I'm getting a Dell that even she had never seen before. Right. That she did not know herself. Let's see. Um, let's just finish this paragraph out. Uh, hard yeah. muscle and sinew melted. Fine. Do you think that's fine? I mean... Okay. Because they, they're, like, typing so hard. Right, right, right. You, yeah. yeah. Everything she had valued in her body for... I think that's the nice part about an ergonomic setup, too, though. Yeah. It's like, you yeah. know, if you're if you're typing... If you're sitting on the couch with your yeah. shoulders up, like, typing on your laptop, like, that's, of course, going to cause some, like, long-term, like ergonomic harm but But if you're sitting at your desk computer at eye level uh, keyboard mechanical keyboard on the desk in front of you Mm -hmm. where you can do some easy touch typing that's going to help your posture it's going to help your aching shoulders and your aching back a ton yeah 
tell me if this next uh, clause makes sense to you in the context of what you just said. Um, everything she had valued in her body forgotten as his mouth found the womanly places and celebrated them until she gasped with pleasure. I think it's weird that the mouth is coming up so much. because It I should be the mouse, I think. I don't. Mouse, mouse, mouse. Yes, that's Everything fine. she had valued um, in her previous um, keyboard rigs forgotten as his mouse went through the setup wizard. Went through the setup wizard and celebrated it until she gasped with pleasure. Yeah. That's yeah. absolutely perfect. Totally fine. Um, there at her bra... Um, excuse me. Um, um, there at her... Uh, what's the rig called? An 84 uh, key... 84 key gaming keyboard with Gateron brown switches. Okay. There at her 84 key gaming keyboard with Gateron brown switches. His tongue tracing the curve. That seems fine. His hand cradling the softness, the clickiness um, as he took the tip in his mouth. Tip of what? The keyboard, it, it says, it seems to be saying. What he do oh, there? maybe he takes the little key puller in his mouth. Because he's like, you know, he's pulling the keys. He's like putting new keys on. Gotcha. So he needs like, he puts the key puller in his mouth so he can like. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and made her cry out with the sensation. I guess that does it for her. No, we can't have that though, you see. Oh, right. That's the <laughs> point. <laughs> um, and uh, made her uh, cry out with delight. Uh, yeah. He moved lower. We're almost done here. He moved lower and found the curve of the keyboard, uh, his hands moving up and down the sides of the rig uh, while his head rested on the clickiness of the keys. His lips found the slight swell of the, um, I guess maybe, should we just, what are those? Gateron switches. Of the Gateron switches. switches. Um, his hands gripping the, the fleshy roundness of the those, anti-ghosting keys. The anti-ghosting keys as his face moved lower still. Okay. And well, I think we should end there. Okay. It's I don't kind think of, you have to get your face close to it. I no, think it you don't It actually probably to. works best if you don't, and it's better for your back. Yeah. It's um, better ergonomics. But, yeah, everybody, please do get one of those um, yeah, rigs. Do. It's good for um, – it's just nice to have that sound. It's very tactile. Yeah. And um, it's better for your – it's better for your posture. And they light up in a funny way so yeah. that when you're sitting on your couch at yeah. night and you look uh, around the corner to into your office, you'll notice that it's uh, alive with rainbow colors because your mechanical keyboard refuses to turn off and it coats your entire office in rainbow light, which is kind of nice. Sort of yeah. soothing. Do, do you want to do a quick girth check and then just get out of here? Yeah, let's – how long that done? Oh, we got to do our most our scale as well. So uh, we'll do a quick girth check. This is our segment. It's called – How long that dong? How long that dong? Um, how thick that stick? How thick that stick? Uh, what's the worth of that girth? Is something that Jamie suggested. Yeah, um, we got a lot. Uh, we got a lot of segment titles for this one. Um, I've Just got- keep in mind here. Something to keep in mind is yeah. there's no judgment here. Yeah. We're not saying one size of girth is better than the other. We are yeah. butchers. We're butchers. We're meat. But we're butchers. We're, we're meat just, men. We're just weighing it. We want to get a sense of how long that. We're dog. here to appraise this man's penis and then and then move out. Move on. Move yep. out. Wrap it up in some butcher paper. You know, sell it by the pound. And then yep. move on. It, Don't care what you're going to do with else. it. Yeah. Not our business. Um, here's, I think, the passage. You think it not strange to ask a man if he tasted of lewd women while fighting God's war? He responded with a broad grin. 
I think you are not a holy man, my lord, he returned readily with a smile of his own. As I have heard many men say, when the lord gave me steel to fight for him, he did not take my yard of flesh, he said to their appreciative laughter. A yard? A Jesus. yard. And I don't know my... Sorry, sorry, sorry. I shouldn't react like yeah, that. We're, no, we're just butchers here. We're butchers. It's nothing. But that's a lot. That's like... Too five, much. Uh, six inches? Seven inches? I don't know how many how many inches is in a yard. But a oh, right. <laughs> You're British. It's like, um, it's like a meter. What? <laughs> that's too much of it. Yeah. I don't even think my two and a half year old son is a yard tall. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's this has been quite a girth check. Yeah. That that's enormous. Well, and I say that not as like a value judgment, but as like a, I've got like auga money signs yeah. in my eyes. Yes, exactly. Like, I'm going to make a lot yeah, of money lot moving that, that thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We like to end these um, discussions by doing a quick, by popular request, rating these novels on a the most scale of hardness. Yes. Um, this one. Uh, this was a request from Sexbug Joel. Yeah. <laughs> who somebody, wanted to know how hard the books were making us? Somebody in the Facebook group has been pushing pretty hard for uh, baby birds and bees, which I do like. No, that won't do. Yeah, it's sex bugs and bed uh, pops. Bed pops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Sexbug Joel asked us to rate this on the most scale of hardness. I think so. This one, they have the scene that we just read about the keyboard repair situation, is the sexiest scene in the book. And then after that, there's a lot of shorthand that's like, that's basically like, they're doing it every night. But I'm not going to get into a lot of detail about precisely what happens. Just right. be sure that it's like exhaust. It sounds exhausting. Because they're both like warriors, so they bring this like warrior energy yeah. into the into their lovemaking. Yeah, it's very angry. So I've got the most scale of hardness here, and I think this one for me, I'm gonna put this at a um, calcite. You think so? That's a number. That's a three on the scale. Yeah, I think that's probably about right. Yeah. I think it. Was it's about that's a so a, a copper penny is a three point five. Yeah, so it's so a, it's just softer than a copper penny. Yeah, it's a, almost as hard as a copper penny. Definitely and a little bit harder than a fingernail. Than a fingernail. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yes, um, I think that's about right. I think it's a, definitely a sexy book, and it made me yeah. hard. But I it <laughs> there's a lot of history that you kind of get caught up in, you know, yeah. like medieval history, where you're like, oh, interesting. I yeah. didn't realize that the like the Normans and the Welsh were aligned against the English. Yeah crown yeah which is not know? very sexy very interesting but it's not, not it's interesting yeah it, yeah it 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 made me hard intellectually yeah. and then that stuff about like the ergonomic gaming keyboards i found took me out of the sexiness and took me out of the history stuff unfortunately oh i disagree yeah. that brought me right up to quartz <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> somewhere between othoclase and quartz which is well, about as hard okay. as a steel nail <laughs> Okay, well, this has uh, been all the time we have for today, and I would like to leave and also to go. Yes. Um, I'd like to thank you, Tanner, so very much for bearing with me. You're welcome. I'd like to thank the sex bugs and, of course, the bed pots for uh, bearing with us um, and, uh, you know, keep pushing for baby birds and bees. It's such a great idea, uh, but right now it's uh, sex bugs and bed pots, and it's bed a pots. punishment. And, I don't and at know least why. it's not sex pots anymore, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, be uh, happy with what what we what you've got. 
I would like to thank Kat Sebastian for joining us this week yes, and being very you, game Kat. to come on our uh, completely silly podcast. She's a very successful romance novelist and didn't need to do it. Uh, and we're grateful no. that she did. And you should all uh, go check her out uh, on her website or Twitter and buy her dang books. Read all her books. We loved yeah. Unmasked by the Marquess. Yeah, uh, really fun. And she just has a ton more. Uh, my wife, Jamie, who is friendly with her on Twitter, says that Kat, a lot of Cat Sebastian's books are male-male. So if you like hot, steamy, gay sex, go check out more of Cat Sebastian's books. Um, yeah, maybe we will do another one um, sometime in the future. Um, yeah. Please do remember you must subscribe to our Patreon. Um, we've got another tier now. We are bad at announcing it everywhere that we need to. Yes. But we're talking about the Babysitter's Club Netflix show on our a new Patreon tier. And it's tons of fun. And lots of people are along for the ride. And they like it. And we like it. And we wish you'd join us. Um, you could also, um, if you sign up for that tier, you'll also get our other tier, which is where we talk about the Sweet Valley Twins books. Lots of podcasts from us on lots of different types of topics and they're all yeah. fun and good and fun and it's patreon.com slash bscc podcast i would also like to remind you that if you just want to support the show you can go to our support page which you can find by going to bit.ly slash rattlesnake jake and right. clicking on support and i would like to say an, a special thank you to sharon Catherine, anna samantha betsy sarah Kat, Corinne, Aaron, Olivia, and Kara. And you can join those lovely people by going to our support page at bit.ly slash rattlesnakejake. I would say that the the name of that URL, bit.ly slash rattlesnakejake, would make more sense if you were a Subscriber. listener of yeah. our, our Patreon show, yeah. Uh, yeah. but it, it no. doesn't really matter. <laughs> it doesn't make any more sense. Um, please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. It helps us to uh, move through the rankings, and it helps other people to discover the show. You can also help people to discover our show by telling a friend, um, someone yeah, who maybe likes a romance, um, or mm. someone who likes the Babysitters Club wants to listen to our or mechanical catalog. keyboards. Yep. <laughs> Um, finally, you must join our Facebook group. Uh, it's called Baby Nation on Facebook. Everyone in there is good and nice. And you must also buy our merch at bit.ly slash BSCC merch. We're going to probably put some new merch up pretty soon. Um, yeah. So more on that later. Um, all that remains is for me to say that this week I have, of course, been uh, Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner. Next week, we're going to be reading, I think, a novel called Spoiler Alert by... Olivia Dabe? Okay, what's the novel? Okay, it's called Spoiler Alert, Tanner. Come on. <laughs> that's what I've decided. That's what I say. Uh, my wife read it and she really liked it. And so, yeah. um, that's what we're going to read. And unless ja sometimes Jamie is like, no. <laughs> no, Jamie, so, I ran it by Jamie. She said, oh, okay. I think that's a good one. Okay, good. My, my wife said it's really funny. So, we're looking forward to that. Um, and um, all that remains is for Tanner to do the big outro from the book. Right. Yes. And I love doing that part. Yep. That's good. I was glad when you decided, when you took it upon yourself, because I knew that it was always going to go super seamlessly. Yes. And I love doing this part. It's <laughs> yeah. my favorite part. <laughs> yeah. And here I go. Yeah. Uh, legitimately, iBooks is not. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at a, a blank white page. <laughs> Perfect. This, I thought wildly, my flesh was made for this, for Jack. Okay. To yield to him, okay. to withstand his force, okay. to meet it and equal it. I wished 
this podcast would go on forever, <laughs> but even as I thought it, the pleasure began to burst inside of me. Okay. A sound erupted from my mouth, my arms straight, hands pushing against the cold computer podcasting desk <laughs> as my pleasure reached its peak. Perfect. How is it that yeah. all these books are so perfectly capture the experience of our the, show? The feeling, the emotion of podcasting. I don't know. I don't know. Goodbye, everybody. We might be childhood friends, and I might drive you around the bend, but I'm sure as crazy kids will work it out in the end. I might kiss you on the lips despite your nose, but I guess that's how it goes. Let's keep falling in love with our strange bedfellows. Thank you for purchasing our 84-key ergonomic mechanical gaming keyboard with Gateron brown switches and anti-ghosting keys. Here's what customers can expect. Our mechanical keyboard technicians will be everywhere at once, hands unsticking a customer's shift key, tangling their hair, and installing some red key clicker membranes. We guarantee that their mouses will be hot on the mouse pad as they strain to connect it via Bluetooth. Our state-of-the-art 84-key gaming layout will glow with a soothing RGB light against our customer's face, and the N-key rollover allows for a swelling number of key presses against the LED backlit keyboard. Customers will also hear the clicky pushing of keys as the installation technician pulls their hands off the keyboard and manipulates them gently to type ever so slowly and tenderly on their new rig. Excited customers will find themselves breathing hard as their body restlessly moves against the keyboard, while the certified keyboard specialist takes time to touch the ergonomic key plate everywhere, touching every single key slowly and expertly. Our customers' hands and mouths will discover unexpected clickiness in the keys that they'd never find on the keyboard of a standard device. Customers can expect their hard muscle and sinew to melt from hard and enthusiastic ergonomic typing that's good for the posture and easy on the hands. Everything our customers valued in their previous keyboard rigs will be forgotten as soon as our certified installation technician's mouse goes through the setup wizard and celebrates it. Delighted owners of the new 84-key ergonomic mechanical gaming layout with Gateron Brown switches are guaranteed to gasp with pleasure. Customers will cry out with delight the moment their lips touch the slight swell of the Gateron switch and their hands grasp the fleshy roundness of the anti-ghosting keys. Congratulations.